0: The MTG Podcast is a virtual space for women and men in the tech and creative industries.
1: Tune in as we put it all on the table, sharing authentic
0: life truths as we sustain and empower each other in search of our tribe. We're more than a designer. We're more than our name badge. We're more than the work we produce. Welcome to the More Than Graphics Podcast. We're We're that that tribe. tribe. I love that intro. Hello everyone. (laughs) Cicely, what's good? Welcome to the More Than Graphics Podcast, everybody. I'm Danielle.
1: I'm Cicely. How are you guys
0: today? It's just, it's one of those moments where you're just kind of like, I want to appreciate everything that's happening at one time, but you know, your brain can only soak up so much. So (laughs) it's almost kind of like a a brain fart, if you will, (laughs) that ends up happening like, oh, this is gonna be so good. And then, oh, oh, wait, slow down, slow down, you're gonna miss some details. So um, it's kind of that moment um, for me today um as you may or may not know today's topic is reboot and oh man every time i think of that word i actually think of the old uh early was it early 90s late 90s show it happened right after mighty Moore from power rangers the show called reboot it was like a 3d <laughs> old school 90s show. every time I think of it, i'm i like oh, oh reboot. that's hilarious it's like the little music and i am like oh yeah if you, if you know where i'm at <laughs> yeah i just told my entire age in like 0.5 seconds so um, it's one of those situations where when I think about reboot, obviously I think about beginning again, um start almost a restart. But I feel like the difference in some areas, maybe between restart and reboot is like this um kind of the way we go about it. I feel like restart is like you know clean slating some areas. Rebooting is that moment where it kind of stopped for a second and then whoop, like go back, go back again. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the, what we talk about a little bit with rest, right? Rest isn't necessarily the the drop and do nothing. It's just that ebb and flow, that downward feel of slowing down and learning to pick back up again. So I just feel like reboot is a lot in that kind of um format. But um, just in general, like let's just catch up for a second before we deep dive into that. Um what's getting your world, Cicely?
1: um absolutely so with rebooting it's like this was the perfect timing for this because for me it means school is out for the summer it means that i can my brain can relax for 90-ish days (laughs) and like that to me is a reboot like i got kind of get get to unplug reset so for me the rebooting (laughs) is um dumping my brain from all the things i've learned for the past you know four (laughs) months and then just huh, being a normal, non school, non scholastic person, and just living my best life for the summer.
0: <laughs> oh, you said that to a T. I mean, I'm covered with four kids in some areas, and so five, include my husband. And it's really funny because <laughs> as we talk about, like, you know, rebooting in that same general, I'm, in the same way. I'm like, where my mind is being rebooted right now because I'm going from a whole bunch of scholastic, hurry up and get your grades together so that I don't have an aneurysm at some point about my kid's education to, <laughs> okay, now I can sit in the in the kiddie pool and have, you know, L.A.s by myself or with yes. my toddler at least. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, you know, that it. change of, <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? With that, this that kind of mindset of of, of free time. What does that look like? And what does, what does that really do um, for us in this time frame of end of year of school to summer bling and fling and fun and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I definitely can relate to that. Um, definitely want that mindset more for myself. <laughs> Sit back oh, yeah. with a little umbrella in the cup. Maybe we should do, <laughs> totally think about doing this in the future. Cause we talked about doing yeah. it last time when we did this collab with um, the shy guys last year uh, doing, like, this whole 90s tribute, like, kickback with the power of the, the, the water soakers, the Nerf little power yeah, soakers. Yeah, super whatever. soakers, yep. There we go. Super soakers and hanging in the back with the, the drinks and the umbrellas and hanging out in the kiddie pool. Like, I clearly remember this vision um, that we didn't get to completely finish, but maybe we can try again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the fellows will let us hang out with them for a little while. That's hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I'm really I'm trying to try. Guy. Oh, girl, you are, you know. Like... <laughs> You already know. And I will definitely be getting – this is for you, Kevin. I got a super soaker with your name on it, okay? That's for you. He's going to listen to this later. He'll be like, Lord. Um, (laughs) But um, anywho, I just kind of wanted to kind of break that ice and just kind of hope that anyone in listening range can find a sense of rebooting on their own level, whatever that looks like. If that's coming from work to back to home life or home life back to work or just traveling in general, whatever that space is, rebooting. I hope that this has been, this is going to continue to be a, a interesting conversation um, for you. But we have an amazing special guest just to talk about reboot today. Um, I'm a little fangirling because this is like a really cool person that I, I seriously want to acclimate into being more of um, as I as I live out my my long lustrous years. So um, this is something that I'm really excited to bring on, and I'll have Cicely introduce her today.
1: Absolutely. So Sherry, before I get into your last name, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right, Elaine?
2: Yes, rhymes with pain.
1: (laughs) Perfect, Okay. I I may or may
2: not have been called that.
1: (laughs) I would never, never believe that that's ever, ever possible. (laughs) All right. So today's guest is Sherry Elaine. As a geeky creative, Sherry is a lifelong marketer who dreams in logos and loves to test drive new tech tools. As an award-winning marketer for Fortune 500 brands such as Coca-Cola, Nissan, Unilever, and Unilever, Sherry applied her brand building skills to found Codezilla, a six-figure tech ed business that teaches at 40 plus schools in Toronto. Her passion is turning boring brands into sales magnets as a business consultant at ZipLaunch. Welcome to
2: Sherry. Thank you, Cicely and Danielle. And uh, so two things. One is I realized after I submitted my bio, I never mentioned I'm a mom and I have kids. Because the second thing is, your kids are out of school. I'm in Canada. We still have two and a half more months. Oh, <laughs> so, oh my gosh. We need to move. <laughs> what <laughs> postal code are you in? I need. To, we need to relocate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're definitely thinking about maybe making it a four-day, like a four-day weekday even. Um, I think they're seriously considering that now in our school district. So is that something you already have going on up there?
2: We don't, uh, but because exactly as was said, I, am a big believer in education. I come from a family of teachers on my mom's side. So I've looked into this and, you know, that summer slump is real. Mm-hmm. So whatever you can do to shorten that gap, especially after COVID uh, where we had zoom school for how many months slash years,
0: right? A whole year over here. Ouch. Mm-hmm.
2: A whole Ouch. year. That's tough. Yes. Uh, I remember someone saying that your report, your child's report card, report card was like not cut out for Zoom school. <laughs> I forget whose <laughs> child that was, but I was laughing out loud. People were looking at me because it was such a funny part of the previous podcast you did. So I feel for your pain. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was no joke. Like that was that was a struggle. But I I feel like in other areas, and especially I guess for us because we're also moms of neurodivergent children, so it's it was something that actually help thrive um, for them in some areas. I, I'm speaking for myself, not to put words in Cicely's mouth, but I feel like it's it was something that helped um, um, my son specifically kind of staying at home, staying put without having to socially incline in certain areas. Whereas my other children, my they were just like, get me out of here. Mom, no way. This is not going to fly. I cannot breathe. Please put me outside. Oh at this point, they were just like, I don't care if I get COVID. I just want to breathe outside. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dramatic, but it's it's appropriate. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, like
0: seriously, this can't be that bad, but it really was for them. Emotionally, this was a little bit of a a crippling year um, for them to go online, but this year they've been in person all year long. It is back to smooth things. Kids are doing their thing. They're socializing. They're able to, you know, be in their happy places and take on, you know, their tests and their finals and their quizzes and all the things. So um, there's some normality that's returning in some areas but it will never truly be the same. so it's it's just really cool to to kind of see that also happening at the same time when we talk about kids so it's great that you're a mom you can totally relate to all the things
2: (laughs) I can I can so uh I I I commiserate and I appreciate what you've had to go through because it's it's real
0: it really is it really is totally
2: well, I had
0: a really cool kickoff question because I know we talk about rebooting and that means so many different things to so many different people. So I kind of want to get your perspective. Um, how do you define the action of rebooting?
2: Yeah, so you know, you hinted at it already, um, Danielle, and I actually made sure I, I Googled it just to make sure that I wasn't making up a definition or what I think differs from what the internet says, uh, but it's about restarting or reviving. And I think what's really important, cause we do always, I think like your analogy, right? Of the Power Rangers, you have this reboot computer um, example. You know, I think we think there's a reboot button and you just hit that button and kabam, your screen comes back on and you know, the cursor starts flashing, but there's no button for rebooting. It's according to the definition, it's a process or a sequence. And I thought that was really critical because you're not just restarting, you're restarting through a process or sequence. And that is probably the reality check that we don't always want to hear. There's no easy button or reboot button.
0: Oh my gosh, I I love that. Oh all my feels. I'm I might I might just tear up. So this is like one of those moments where I'm like, it's the sequence, it's the dot dot dot, it's the rearranging of the binary. Like it's all of those types of things that we for you know we, we're we're wired a certain way and so when we talk about rebooting in that way it's kind of like okay now i gotta create a, a little bit of a new language so i can create a new program that does a different action yeah. and so um yeah i could just this is my love language like i could do this all day but i love the fact that you have kind of also kind of experienced this on um, i'm sure on a multitude of different levels and working with fortune 500 companies and being able to start up this tech startup from the ground up so i mean i think in a lot of ways you are a great example of having to reboot in some areas (laughs)
2: So you know what's funny, Danielle, I went back and I thought, let me actually count based on that definition of restarting. And there's a sequence of events. Let me go back, because it's important to start off by saying I am midlife. (laughs) So you know, you know, I'm more than half midlife, probably, although longevity runs in my family. But based on that, how many times (laughs) have I personally rebooted my life, either on my own accord or been forced to reboot. And I think I'm up to like my 15th or 16th reboot. And that is based on criteria. Yeah. yeah, well, think about it, right? Years ago, I heard this interesting. I read this interesting line, and it said the three most stressful things in life are death, divorce, and moving or relocation. Now that sounds, in light of where you know, 2020, that list of three sounds pretty tame in comparison. Like, <laughs> really, <laughs> pandemic, uh, you know, race race riots based on like years of discrimination like there's this you know losing your job like there's so much to be adding to that list but i have to look at my personal family from moving to the caribbean where my dad's from at age seven back to the prairies where my mom's from two years later then to london england for school back to toronto i've moved in and out of my own city uh I've been laid off twice from corporate Canada. I've started three companies. I got married, had kids. Like, those were all reboots, right? Whether you plan it or not, (laughs) layoff, relocation, uh, you know, I probably have all those reboots. Marriage in some ways seems the easiest until you hit, like, (laughs) I don't know, year seven. (laughs) <laughs> or as I call my husband, my future ex-husband. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see if we survive like year two and a half of COVID. Because you know, I, I'm up for at this point, right? I'm not, not going to bet anything on how things work out. But yeah, it's just, you always have to keep on like any program, right? There's a glitch in the matrix. You got to go back and, and you know, figure out the the code figure out where the bug is and you got to tweak it till you're back up and running.
0: Oh, and she mentioned matrix y'all.
2: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. I mean the original. I don't mean, I don't mean the reboot of the matrix. I mean, the Oh original. no, I'm
0: with you. <laughs> we need to acknowledge the black cat in the room. Like I think that is extremely important as we talk about going into this matrix and reliving. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's it's yeah yeah it's like Star Wars one or Star Wars five hundred and seven like it's a very different (laughs) it's a very different grade grading scale I have but anyway
0: (laughs) I love that definition I will totally cherish that and I think Mm -hmm. that is so measurable in a way that other people can relate to rebooting in any sense of the word um, in regards to life and in regards to our professional careers so for women in tech and women creatives like. There's going to be a season, as we kind of talk a little bit off uh, off mic, was this ebb and flow, as we mentioned before. So, you know, understanding that ebb and flow and that different types of ebbs and different types of flows are going to be continuing. um, and, And that season of rebooting is a part of that process. So I just not to deter people from that process but to embrace that process um, because at the end it's going to give us a cleaner source code and that's really the bottom line
2: Ooh, that's good i would never have thought it that way because here's the thing people always say embrace the process embrace the change I, I don't i actually don't like the messy metal. i just want the results like there's a reason Great. my my company's <laughs> called zip launch and i have a 30 day zip launch and people have come back and said it's too fast, and I'm like, really? You want to drag this out longer than we need to? It's like, it's so. It's funny. I I I'm very impatient. I know, and I'm at the point when you're midlife. I don't have the luxury of patience. So if I was ever uptight, it's just been amplified further. But you're totally right, and I I have, you know, it'll be a 90 day zip lunch <laughs> because there. You know, what did someone tell me? Your man told me this and I never understood it until like, I swear a decade later, it takes nine months to have a baby. You cannot hire nine women and have a baby in one month. And honestly, I didn't know what he was talking about. And now I get it, right? Like it is what it is, what it is. You got to go through that a whole nine month process to get the magic at the end.
0: Wow. I love that. That was so deep and profound. Y'all take notes. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we are.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, Cicely, I know that that totally resonates with you. Because, I mean, obviously, in nursing, we talk about, you know, birthing and nine months and all the things. I'm just like, this is a process. Um, and for myself, who just had a baby, like, less than two years ago, this is, like, no joke. Like, that process is is for real. There's times where I just, I did want to fast forward. I did to skip to the end. Like, can we just get, skip to the end? please? <laughs> <laughs> there were moments I really did not want to just, I didn't want to be in that moment I just wanted to fast forward and get to the end um, But in <laughs> oh thinking about it now, it's kind of Okay, there was a reason for that I know I needed to be in that moment because other things Need to be spurning, turning, growing As I'm in this place of discomfort So um, there was reasons For that, but at the end of it all I definitely wanted to just fast forward and get to it But I know you can relate, Cicely, to To just kind of understanding that process
1: Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you and Sherry brought it up. But um, like everyone is always, oh, like patience, you have to be <laughs> like, just miss me with that. I 100%, I want to like zoom through life like Sherry. I'm to, like, no, not really. But I understand like there's times you have to like, you know, just like Danielle <laughs> said, there were times when you want to just, just click on the And there are moments you need to relish, right? Like moments you need to cherish. But I am so impatient, and, like, my whole life I've just been hearing people, oh, well, you have to be patient, you have to be patient. In some things, I believe that is true. But, like, Sherry with her 30-day zip launch, like, I'm all about it. If I can get something done in 30 days that other people take nine months to do, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> I am that person. Please, let's expedite the process. And it's it's terrible because that even spills over into, like, my regular everyday life, too, because, like, sometimes my husband will be telling a story, and I'll be like, I mm-hmm. my Come on with the story, and even my son Liam. Like sometimes he's a little bit like you have to like pull stories out of him, and I'm like, so have we reached like the the climax yet? Like what's going on? <laughs> so I think it's very important to realize that. You know, your speed may not be my speed and vice versa. And that, like, literally in our own journeys, in the journeys of our lives, career, relationships, that we have to kind of do things at a pace that works for us. And I, you know, clearly I understand zip speed and turbo speed doesn't always work in every situation. But we have to, you know, understand that maybe Danielle needs to fast forward through certain parts of little baby Theo's childhood. and that, you know, maybe Sherry needs to fast forward through some of the parts of this business launch. I totally get it. And in that same vein, just um, what are some tips that you have um, in terms of when you know it's time for yourself to reboot? Like, what are some of the kind of signs, signs and symptoms? See, that's the nurse coming out. What are the signs and symptoms of your rebooting? (laughs) So just what's something that you know for yourself? Um, like, oh, girl, it's time to reboot. It's time to regather. It's time to reset and try a a different sequence.
2: Yeah, yeah. So before I get there, I've got to say, you both need to do stand-up, Mike, because I know know a podcast is amplifying your voice, but I honestly think you need to do stand-up comedy because, like, I honestly listen to your podcast while going for long walks and laughing like a, like my, a, what's it, a maniacal woman into <laughs> myself where, you know, people think you're crazy, right? So uh, up in Canada, we're a little bit more prim and proper. So when you laugh at yourself and you're not talking on a phone, people really think there's something wrong with you. Anyway, um, when do you know it's time to reboot? I think it partly depends on what's happened to you, right? So, you know, look, the the three easy ones that I mentioned earlier on, like, when I say easy, the three you know, non-pandemic systemic racism ones where like death is really serious, right? Um, divorce and, and moving. Uh, moving could be relocation, moving job. Like for me, uh, I have a low meter for, like flow tolerance for BS. Very impatient goes back to like, the flip side of being fast is being impatient. So I decided in my life when I'm bored, um, because my family moved around a bit, I was semi nomadic. Um, I actually like moving. Moving is a really great chance to reinvent yourself. You don't get that very often in life. Uh, So when I decide like I just want to change the scenery, I have, I do it because I'm also very risk averse. Like I'm not a crazy like, you know, those, those guys in San Francisco, like Silicon Valley, just, you know, putting it all out there. I'm still really cautious. So I will move to go to university or what you call college in the US right so I make strategic decisions I will move careers when I think okay I left corporate Canada working on like the good you know safe corporate job because the internet web 1.0 oh my god we're in 3.0 I go back to web 1.0 that's how that's how midlife I am or how fast technology's evolved. but when I was getting bored with corporate Canada and I saw the internet was more about making making business, like growing business. Uh, that or porn, <laughs> it was pornography or it was growing businesses, right? And when I start to see it more and more taking off, that's when I'm like, this is really interesting and intriguing. How do I ride it? And that's why now I'm, I'm literally, I listen to a great podcast by a really wonderful woman who's um, a black woman. African-American and she's been doing something in her niche that's totally like not done with IP law and she's like all about web 3.0 and you know Bitcoin and NFTs and I was like this is so cool like I need to not sit on the sidelines I need to get into it so you know partly it's boredom it's partly just it's it's time like if you don't reinvent yourself someone else is going to an ebb and flow you don't want to be flowing with the tide. Like at some point you need to go against the current and you need to invent your life, not wait for someone else to dictate it to you.
1: Well spoken and well said. And I
2: love, um, I love like, this is kind of where
1: we diverge in personalities. So you were talking about you're very risk averse. I'm like, let's take a risk. I'm all about it. I'm I'm about the thrill, (laughs) but everything else is so spot on. Like I realized early in, so in, I'm in my early 30s now and I realized probably about 10 years ago in my early 20s that like if something doesn't excite me anymore, that I'm really not going to grow from doing it. Like there's just kind of nothing, like the thrill is gone, right? Like, there's nothing left for me to do. There's no path left for me to go. So I'm very much when I leave a job, now I'm more strategic because you know I have a kid, I have a family and like, I, you know, I'm a whole adult out here, Sure. <laughs> But um, now I am more strategic because I understand like, oh, yeah, there's bills to be paid. Like, you know, there's a kid to take care of all these things. Like my husband probably wouldn't be very happy if he hadn't be the only person with a job for like three months. So, you know, there's other things. But I'm so glad that you said that, that um, kind of that like in rebooting, there's also growth as well. Like you're pushing yourself, you're stretching yourself. And even though you say you're like risk averse, I don't think so. Cause I still think that making those changes is a risky business. And that um, even though you're more cautious about the changes. So again, you may not be like as crazy and gung ho about it as I am, but um, you're still making those changes. Even if you've thought about it before, you're still making those changes and you're still pushing yourself to do it. Cause it's hard to jump out of, and we all know this, it's very hard to jump out of what is comfortable. Like your little bubble, your comfort net, all that's very nice and safe and secure, but it's very hard to jump and move out of that bubble, especially with the family, especially when you're just kind of worried about, well, I don't know what's next or, you know, what will be there to catch me. So I think it's really awesome that you brought that up. And I think that's so important, whether working in corporate or um, whether having your own business or sometimes like you're kind of like me, kind of a foot in each um, dimension. So I think that's awesome. And thank you for bringing that up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm over here like writing down all the notes. I'm just like, yes. When you are talking about specifically um, sometimes you need to move against the current, like that spoke volumes to me. And I feel like uh, so many other women in tech and women creatives are in similar places where they are unfortunately riding that wave and they're riding it until it just leaves them on bare sand instead of going back into the surf. And so I think it's really important that we kind of challenge each other in that fire to kind of... um, go back to the waves and go back to being open in the water and going back into that feeling of floating um and and for different women that feels differently in different ways but i just feel like we're all challenged in some way to solve a problem in regards to tech in regards to creatives um we are problem solvers that's what we do it's kind of a part of our binary code if you will so in order for us to kind of go back to that source we have to actually be open to that change and that reboot what that looks like in that ebb and flow so i love the fact that you mentioned currents because when we look at code, a lot of times we don't appreciate seeing that current or seeing that flow, but it's there. And so we don't, sometimes we don't acknowledge it because it's just kind of, you know, we're not even thinking about it. It's in our hindsight. We're so ingrained into that, into seeing that Pattern of that formula, we don't appreciate the originality of that. So um, I just want to go back to that for women in tech and women creatives. And if you're in a place where you feel like you're just riding that wave, um, just remember that it's so easy to just simply go back into that current and flow back into that um, new wave, if you will, um, to put you back out into open waters. So I really love everything. I mean, I can't even begin to cap it. I'm still fangirling. Like I'm, I'm calming down, like right now. But it's like one of those. She just said that. Um, So there's, (laughs) I just love the fact that we can continue to have a conversation about reboot and it's not necessarily wired to the nine to five grind. It's not wired to a performance output. It really is more on the introspection part of ourselves. Um, So that's the part that I really kind of want to recognize in this area of reboot for women. So if you're out there and you're listening to this, let us know what's resonating with you right now so that uh, we know exactly kind of, where we can go more into this conversation as we talk about it um, in June throughout our uh, additional bonus episodes on clubhouse. Cause you know, that's how we do it. Um, I have additional questions. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, wow, like really profound statements here. Um, in what way and, and we talked about this loosely, you know, things that you have done throughout your life that feels like a reboot, but is there a specific one or two reboots that really, um, affected you? And then how did that outcome benefit you?
2: That's a good question. And uh, again, as I have more decades under my belt. So the good news is, I want you to know this, and all your listeners, COVID birthdays don't count. So if you were in lockdown, that birthday doesn't count. So I'm actually still 49. <laughs> and I've been 49 for quite a few years now. <laughs> so, okay, anyway, So I think it's funny. My, my kids are getting tired of that. But anyway, that being said, Um, I'm not the only one. I do that every year. I've been doing that for the past three years now. (laughs) Lockdown, no birthday. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Um. I think to your to your question. So Danielle, I think there have been two major things. With hindsight, I played my cards right because I know what Cicely's saying. I am risk averse, but my creative desires and my low tolerance for BS is what pushes me. Like I'm. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm very polite, but I also like you can only push, you know, push mommy so far <laughs> and she barks. Um, so leaving Craft Canada, which at the time Craft was like the Google, right, or or you know an Amazon equivalent company. So we're leaving this multi million dollar uh, brand portfolio that I was working on, this dream job of mine. I'll never forget. Like I literally had the dream job. I read about a job like this. In Essence Magazine, they profiled a woman I'll never forget named Anne Fudge, best name ever. And she was like a director at Craft, Craft USA, I'm obviously Craft Canada. And like I want to be Anne Fudge when I grew up, right? So here I was. And then I'm like, I don't really like this. I don't care about I don't care about the the MSG and Oreos. I want to get out of here. Like I want to market. So and technology was this exciting wave. So I left corporate and I went into tech. Where I worked on brands like Coca-Cola and Intel and Unilever. So and cars. So that was really good. And then I started my first business when I was on maternity leave. And this probably is different than in the US. How long is your Mat leave there if you get a Mat leave at all? I think it's just three or four months.
0: It's not. Um, what is it? Like six weeks? Um.
2: Um, it depends on your employer.
1: If yeah. you are lucky, you might get six weeks paid. I had to use vacation time and mm-hmm. um, family medical leave, which was six weeks paid, short-term disability. And then I took like three or four weeks unpaid. So I took 12 weeks total, but you know only 75% of it was paid and not even at hundred percent. So there's no like national mandate, mm-hmm. unfortunately.
2: Correct yeah, that's pretty sure. So I'm so sorry, Cicely, that that sounds brutal. and I know Daniel, you're also a mom. So we're we're lucky in Canada. We have twelve months, and I actually now tell people with sip Launch, you're starting a business, call it your mat leave business. You have twelve months of a runway to get that business off the ground. You cannot be dibbling and dabbling, you know, having this hobby in the basement for years on end. Because I have worked with those people, male and female, who have done that, right? And then you finally say, "How about you introduce us to your client?" And then, you know, it's it all—it's a house of cards that comes falling down. So, I started my own business on mat leave. Uh, disclaimer my colicky, colicky baby, my firstborn was uh, harder than the startup. (laughs) So (laughs) that was an interesting learning point. Um, So now when it comes time to starting a business, I'm like, it's so easy, because I've done it three times. But doing that gave me, you know, the experience, the knowledge, um, the lack of fear, where when I had to reinvent myself, because I got let let laid off, Or now with COVID, right, like I had a very fast growing tech ed business that um, even to now is like the only coding school that goes into schools across Toronto and Toronto's, you know, big city, right? So that is really great. That doesn't work when you have COVID and you're locked out of schools. So we had to, you know, reboot and like, like all the world, this wasn't unique to me. Uh, you know, like I said, Zoom school was real, and so was coding online, but luckily I could weather the storm. Um, but, you know, now we're going back to in person. I have to reboot and decide what, how do I want to play this, right? So really looking at uh, making decisions that people at the time said weren't smart decisions, or, you know, other moms on that leave, again, I know what 12 months is a long time but I knew I was different when I, I belonged to this like mommy group. <laughs> I, I really knew I was different. It was like, I've always been different. Like hands down, I've always been an outlier, but this, this made it official because the mommy group, they weren't people that I knew. It just was like a community group. And the organizer said, what would you do like on your day off without the baby? And you know, when you're a new mom, like you're never without the baby. It's like, you have this new mini me, this appendage. And like, it's, it's, It's attached to you, right? So having, you know, anyway, long story short, every mom was like, I get a nanny petty. I go to the spa. I like have a girl's shopping trip. And I was like, I'd work in my startup. (laughs) And I I was like, what are they talking about? And to this day, I I just I'm not a nanny petty. I don't go to the spa. I'm not a girly girl. I washed my hair today just just for you (laughs) too. Like I just, I'm just not that person but it's it's so funny because um you know it's also where your interests and your values what i don't spend on the spa is what i reinvest in myself both my knowledge the time that i spend educating myself i'm a learner for life and then also my business
0: that's spot on like yeah we're, we're definitely like some sort of solistic something entwined somewhere out there in the universe because that would have been my response So (laughs) I know, right? Everyone else wants to get the manies and everything done. I'm like, I just want to sit down long enough to write this book or just want to finish this design really quickly. Um, maybe I just want to use this half day to write some email marketing and it goes out this week. Like that's where my brain goes. It's kind of, it's not necessarily a deflect of of anything. It's more of a just a this is what I'm comfortable doing. I I just want to make this makes me happy. I just want to bring myself joy. Um, I totally relate to that. And I love the fact, too, that in those two moments that were kind of a little bit apart, but kind of unified together in in a certain major event, like bringing children into the world, it also is very encouraging to know that even in those two kind of separate instances, you you were aware of what your assets were. You were aware exactly of kind of where you wanted to go, but you weren't sure necessarily not always how to get to where you wanted to go, but you knew you had to do it. And I feel like that is a huge um, indicator of some of the things that we can do as women in tech, women creatives. And we talk about, I know I want to get there, but I don't know how to get there. Yep. It's, it's also acknowledging that I do want to do that though. Um, and not necessarily just kind of going, being feeling kind of stuck. And yeah. I feel like a lot of women in in tech and creative, especially in corporate, sometimes we can feel stuck. I can't acclimate to the yeah. next level. I can't get the the upgrade. I can't, you know, move up or down the ladder right now. I'm just in I'm just here in this kind of almost a fishbowl mechanism, if you will. Like I'm I'm here and I'm in this place and I'm seeing everything else kind of go in and around me. And that mental place can kind of put us in this, well, I can't kind of mode or I shouldn't kind of mode because of that comfort of being in that spot. And so I love the fact that you mentioned through your personal experiences of having to reboot that that should also give us a greater insight or encouragement that yes, we can reboot based upon what we already know. I know I'm capable of doing XYZ, therefore I will try to make stronger effort or find ways where I could do XYZ. Yeah. Understanding what our assets are ahead of time before we can start assessing and delegating out in the world, I think is so much the smarter move in 2022 now. Um, yes. I feel like that's something that I know that e- either one of us, Cicely and myself and yourself, Sherry, can really kind of attest to um, in different ways. But I definitely agree that this just knowing that you knew what you wanted, you just didn't know, again, how to get to that A, A- B, C point is really important because again, sometimes we don't recognize or acknowledge the fact that we we have these things. We do want these things. We just have to actually, you know, create that plan.
2: <laughs> yeah, I oh yeah, like everything you said is exactly bang on. It's actually never been easier for us as women, especially women of color, to own our future. Uh, you know, I I again I, I read and I remember these quirky little comments. You know, you get rich. Most of the business books are written by men, white men. And, you know, the richer they get, the more arrogant the book gets. And I can tell because, you know, the bestseller when he was a, you know, pre-breakout novel um, author is not the same book he writes 10 years later where he name drops like millionaires, billionaires on yachts, right? Like, it's like, is this the same guy whose book I like? Because he's really obnoxious. But the point being is you get rich, you know, two ways you you know you you get the doctor degree most of us aren't born to be doctors i can't even watch gray's anatomy like <laughs> it's too much i'm sorry shonda it's too much i'll for me <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? like just just cut out all the gore and i'll i'll watch all the, the soap opera drama or you know you basically you create your own wealth you create your own business now, someone uh, jokingly said to me, you, "If you're a woman, you marry into it." I'm like, uh, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> I wasn't raised that way. I guess technically that could be a way, but you know, I'm a big believer in. It has never been easier. Like, again, I'm mid age. My eldest is now 14. The technology has evolved so much in 14 years. I actually regret that I didn't get into Web 2.0 earlier. As in, you know, what I'm doing now with Zip Launch. If I had the same skills. I would have gotten into, you know, digital products, marketing my services. I, I have no regrets. I intentionally chose Codezilla five years ago for a reason. Um, but I, all the tools are there. It really, it really is up to you to take advantage of them. And, Danielle, we were talking off mic earlier on, and you said about knowing where you are, where you want to go. I'm going to add one layer to that. I've always had a very strong sense of I know where I come from. Right? I come from both sides of my family. Like they had to scrap, you know, like like anyone who who has melanin in them comes from a story, right? Like slavery via the Caribbean, yes. uh, you know, peasant farmers in the Ukraine where my mom's mm-hmm. family is from, uh, hardships growing up. Like you, you just know both sides of my family worked really, really hard. And I literally saw how education changed my parents' history right so I don't take that for granted because I was born on the wrong side of the tracks in more ways than one uh, yeah. so I really believe when you know where you come from you can't complete even 2020 was hard uh if you think it's hard building a six-figure business try losing six figures in a year that's pretty damn hard uh that was still easier than the fallout of black lives matter it was much much harder because as
1: mm-hmm.
2: vice president, Kamala Harris said there's no there's no vaccine for that right that one really hit hard because you're like what like what's this all for but for me I want creative freedom but I also want economic freedom because that is power that's power yeah. for me and it's power for my children and I'll be damned if any boss which is usually a person who doesn't look like me may not mm-hmm. you know dress like me I he's a man you know I don't want them controlling my career they've done that enough times I've already like not gotten the promotions I think I deserved I am building my own future and sure enough my kids have been working in the company Um, and in small ways you're 10 give me canva post right you're 12 I want you to like teach a class right and you know it's not even like I'm not even a uh, what's it called a tiger mom Um, but you know I, I just think that's how you build life skills
0: Oh my gosh, woman after my own heart right here, right here. Oh my goodness. Um, Totally agree. Um, I'm going to actually, I'm going to take you up on that challenge. Uh, My (laughs) 10 year old can actually, my 10 year old should be able to create 10 Canva posts without a question. Um, (laughs) Since since that's the norm around here on their level, their web 3.0 level. So I'm just like, okay, you can handle creating Canva posts and turning it into whatever it is you want to turn it into. Um, We are I totally agree with this. And I think there's such a level where we are at a point now, especially for women in tech, women of color, let me be very specific, women of color in tech, there is no time like the present right now to take reign. And I think, and take inventory. Let me me say that too. And I think that's really important as we go into this next stage of whatever that is, Web 3.0, Web 4.5, as we go straight into this really dynamic use of technology we also have to take asset or take inventory of the things that is propelling us to keep going forward. And I think that is where I really love the fact that you you mentioned, you know, moving forward, knowing where we come from, mm-hmm. moving forward, knowing that where where women were 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago, yeah. is oh, wow. a huge, giant leap forward to the space where we are planted right now. Yep. And so because we are in this place and because we are planted in the place that we are planted, it's really important for us to not stop being where we are. Mm -hmm. It is important for us to keep progressing, to keep growing, to keep moving and pushing forward. And so for women, especially for women of color, it is extremely important for us to not only progress because progress is being made, but also doing it because of our history. Again, as you mentioned before, I love the fact that you mentioned even if you have a drop of melanin, an extra piece of melanin, whatever that is, you have a story. And that story is more profound than some of the other counterparts in the room that have not even had to even fathom about how their story is going to progress them forward. So it is really important that we have that type of affluence within ourselves, not the influence, but the affluence to move forward and to progress forward. So I I am so charged by that, that totally ignites all the bells and whistles, um, (laughs) turns on all the lights, like turn them all on. um, Because I just, yes, I just absolutely am very, very attracted to that type of fiery progressiveness that we as women of color need to have in order to progress tech forward. Um, I think in a lot of ways, and just kind of hindsight and throwing out hypotheses and all the things, I think it will be very dependent upon how women of color move forward in tech will determine how fast tech evolves in a lot of areas, especially in areas that are more progressive, um, urban cities, things along those lines. I think it, it it's almost, almost, at our doorstep as to whether or not we choose to walk through that door and accept that challenge to boldly go further than, than other counterparts that have done before. So I'm just very, very, again, charged by that, completely energized by the fact that women of color are leading. We're not in, we're not in step. We're not in tune. We are leading. <laughs> and I think that's the part that I hope more women in tech um, and more women in the creative industries of, of color are really taking out of this conversation. I stop talking because I get really heated, so I'm like,
2: okay. love, love, no preach. <laughs> well said, Danielle
1: i love you both bringing up those things like it's so important like danielle knows this about me but finally like this is what this is season four of our podcast so into year four and it has taken me this long to finally get into tech right so it was part of it was like my own just like oh no i don't want to do that there's something you know just my own struggles and then other part of it was when i was finally trying to break into tech starting last year i realized that like it's one of those things that people like to gatekeep, right? Like it's one of those things that like yeah. tech is for certain people. <laughs> it is not necessarily for people that look like us. It's not necessarily for people who were single moms. It's not necessarily for people who, you know, have a bachelor's degree, but then like kind of went through alternative routes after that. So it was, I, very, I learned very quickly that it's very much, it had been up until, you know, TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and people started networking and getting to talk and getting to say, well, hey girl, no, no, I work here and we need some, you know, women of color. We need someone like you to um, bring your expertise that only now is it becoming more open. I'm using that kind of loosely here in the United States anyways. Like, yes, of course, people have the DEI initiatives. You're trying to get more diverse and attract more better candidates and candidates with different experiences, but it's still not where it should be. So okay. that was like another big thing too. So with um, and I think that the industry itself has kind of had had its own reboot to say we can't keep pulling from the same, you know, Small one pool. million white guys yeah. <laughs> that we've been using <laughs> okay, for you know, the last 20 years. <laughs> one. Where's Chad? Where's Brad? Right. <laughs> Come on, Brad. Come on, John. Like we can't keep we can't keep pulling from the same things because we're gonna always yield the same results. And we need, you know, women, we need um the LGBTQ community, yeah, yeah, yeah. we need people of color to really, you know, break, cause that's the representative. That's who we are. Like we're marketing, we're bringing all these things forward, but we need people from every walk of life to make this vision a reality. Right. So that's like a crazy thing for me that when I finally broke into tech, I'm like, Oh, like it really is. It's one of those, um, in the South, we call it the good old boys. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It, I call it the bro. It's the bro network.
2: <laughs> They exist in every single industry. I was looking for a lawyer recently and I had to say to somebody, I said, maybe it's an age thing because I've made like endless references to my age, but (laughs) I had like 35 year old mansplaining, like I'm hiring you and you're lecturing me. Like one guy was so rude and he was shocked when I, I'm always gracious. And I just politely said, I want to thank you for your time. I wish you the best, so we, which is a nice way of saying kiss off. Yeah. But, um, yes. <laughs> I, I've been self-employed for 14 years. I don't talk to people that way. And I can't imagine I would be very, I mean, I also think there's a different standard applied to us, right? Where mm-hmm. what a man, yes. can, a white man can say, we don't have that luxury. But, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I think there's... Toronto is seen to be, you know, the, I hate to use references, but we are, you know, the, silicon valley north actually they've actually said we're actually more than i think la boston maybe since silicon valley combined like we have such we we are very yeah. hot pot yeah. city mm-hmm. uh those trump years brought a lot of good people to our side of the border But it's still very much male dominated. And now that I'm going to make age reference one more time. Last time I'll talk about age. (laughs) But because now I'm back in the market, right? After COVID, I kind of have to reboot, literally. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm like, damn, I'm feeling older. There now are more women. But I'm going to now say this about the girls. Because ladies, I got to talk to you too. I don't understand why the, you know, the gals on Instagram and TikTok (laughs) like, it's they're like always in cocktail dresses doing glamour shots, like, we're like prom night. And then they, they, you know, then they have like they're posing with their kids. So, like, that's a personal decision. My kids don't want to be in social media, and I totally respect that. Um, but I don't want to have to see like your perfect Thanksgiving turkey and your perfect house and you in a right. bikini. Like, I, don't, I just, men don't do that. <laughs> the men don't have to do that. So, why do we? I don't understand so this. Right. Yeah. It's two two, uh, two uh, different value systems.
1: Absolutely, and I mean, like that's a great point, and thank you for bringing that up. And again, I think people, like I really didn't kind of see that divide or notice how bad it was until, like, I "in quote" broke into tech. And the fact that you have to say "break into tech" in the beginning, like you don't break into nursing, you don't break (laughs) into, you know, working at the grocery store. But I had to break into tech. Like it's (laughs) ridiculous, right? Like so, it was a reboot for me, which has been awesome. But the um, the thing that kind of sparked that thought for me was that when you mentioned like you've done both corporate and tech and how like, like now that I'm in tech, like it's it's cool. It's fine or whatever. But uh, I told Danielle this a couple weeks ago, like I am pretty sure that even though it rebooted me and kind of put me on a different path, that it really just brought to light for me, that I'm more of a contractor kind of gal. Like I want to, you know, work for you for like six months and then peace out, keep it moving, or extend if I want to. That's just how my brain works. And I understand I like, I value flexibility. Yes. Like, I don't want to be like, Oh, like I definitely, I don't work for Google, but I don't want to be like, Oh my gosh, like Google's like my (laughs) dream company. I'm working for them. Like, okay. Yeah, that's cute. Like I'm, you know, if, that cool. I like Google. We all use Google. We know Google, but like Google's not going to like get my life in a chokehold, right? Like I Google is not going to get me, It's not going to pin me down. Like, I'm sorry. The only commitment I have is to my child and to my marriage. Like that's it.
2: Okay. No, I agree with you, sleep. Although, you know, Google knows more about you than like your family, your husband, your children mind, right? Like, anyway, I'm like, what does Google have on me that I need to know? Right. Girl, you better go back look in
1: those like in the google maps it'll tell you places that no, you've right? been that you did not even remember oh, you went So delete those cookies <laughs> right a little not scary but no, I'm, I just a <laughs> I'm just using it i'm only because, because totally I
0: big myself
1: <laughs> <laughs> i always do you gotta see what's out on the interweb y'all you gotta know what's you want.
2: <laughs> I, know. I know do you have a google alert for your own name right like your name your brand like <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i need to know what, what's happening
0: i'm so guilty i'm so absolutely guilty. So bad.
2: i so, love so that guilty. but then that brings me
1: um to my next question for you too that just in what way do you think rebooting is necessary for someone's life so like how what value do you think rebooting adds to life
2: oh you know so rebooting is a part of life so to me it's not even a of value. I mean, I think if you intentionally decide to reboot, like I said, I, I love to, you know, I don't go on holidays, I just pack up and move, which is pretty extreme. But I actually find that like I want to invest time in a place. I don't like a two-week investment, right? Like that's that's more stressful to me. So that to me is adding value to your life through new experiences, new opportunities, new people. Uh, but you know sometimes you don't have a choice, Cecily. like you, you may get dealing with death, thank God. I have not dealt with that on a personal level, because that that is the one reboot that I I, no one would ever wish on anyone, you know, death, war, Uh, I have lost my job twice, you know, I've survived a couple of economic meltdowns. And in some ways, they were many people will tell you afterwards was a blessing in disguise, right? So it gave you the impetus. Uh, You know, the Matt leave startup was also like, I didn't want to go back to 70 hours a week at a digital ad agency, right? It was a very strategic um, motivation to get up and running. So I, you know, I think it probably depends on the nature of the reboot. But life is back to you, Danielle. Ebb and flow. So I think the biggest, the biggest fear we actually have nowadays is not what life does to you, but whether you are grabbing onto life. Like uh, you know, today's a good example. Uh, I finally did my taxes. It's six weeks late, not you know penalty late, but I meant to do it six six weeks ago, right? I'm a planner. Um, and you know what? All I want really to do was watch Netflix because I'm really involved in this great soap opera, this Korean soap opera, right? I like, you know, quirky international shows. We live in a world where between like social media, Netflix, uh, you know, inertia probably is the biggest barrier. And you have to stop and say, no, I'm not going to leave my energy for rants on Twitter, or watching TikTok, I need to rechannel that towards building my empire. And that like that was a language I would actually use. Partly, I'm going to, you know, gender racial biases. The white guys don't have to deal with the stuff that we have to deal with. The white guys without kids, you know, they do have kids, you know, the Gary V's not dogging him, but they don't have to deal with what we have to deal with, right? I had two kids, I don't think I don't think husbands really realize that we deal with until COVID if you were able to work from home and you're blessed enough because sitting on your arse and tapping on a computer is is pretty good compared to what our ancestors had to do. I'm very aware of that. And like, you know, you get your kids to school, you come back, you, you're the dish fairy, and you start all over again, right? Like you have four or five hours of the day to actually work on your biz. So the point being is, you know, you have to grab life by the horns because otherwise I think it's harder than ever. We have ample, ample food, ample toys to keep us occupied and happy. Yeah, we're both
0: in I here like, oh yeah.
1: I am like, I couldn't unmute. <laughs> she's typing. I see like her fingers flying across. <laughs> We're sharing a mutual document so she can see when I type and I can
0: see when she's type. Oh,
2: so like, cool. <laughs> see, uh, the techie me wants to see that. I'm like, oh, the techie me like, oh, what, do, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like
0: we're both having this kind of interactive, if you will, like You're chatting while I'm talking? I want to know. Thriving. I know, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things where I really, if there's something that really strikes both of us, and there, we have a whole list right at this point, of things that are really um you know, striking to us strikes us both in a heart way, but also in a professional way. These are things that becomes quotables, you know, for us to spread across all June. And so I think it's really important that while we're in that moment, um, that we take note, you know, of all the things. Um, So we take inventory of the things that are supplying us, fueling us in that way, so that we can actually share that out with the rest of the world, so that they too can be inspired and encouraged throughout the month of of June. So I think it's really important when we talk about rebooting, you're just really diving deep into this is how I've rebooted and this is what ways have worked for me. But these are ways that also can work for anyone on a practical level, practical level. And then on top of that, um, here are other ways that have inspired me in order to encourage rebooting in whatever season that you're in. And I've mentioned this before on on, on previous podcasts and previous episodes of, you know, just honoring the season that we're in. And there is a deep. There's a deep kind of butting of head in that, but there's also a deep level of um, embracing and acknowledging, and that's a big part in rebooting, right, is understanding that that previous code that was working before is no longer relevant and no longer serves us, excuse me, it was potty time. Um, so I didn't pick potty training timer off. Sorry, that was <laughs> a
2: moment today. A potty t- oh wow, potty training timer that exists? Is that a new thing?
0: Um nope, I just set it on my phone. Um so I have a, a 369 12 schedule. Um, I don't really focus so much on the nine because it's just late. But if he's up that late, then I'll put him put him wow. on there. Oh, I
2: was like, yeah. Wow, I, I'm feeling like a delinquent mom. I'm like, so, so quick story. We thought our youngest wasn't potty trained and we found out that no, be potty. she was fine at, at daycare. It was when she came home. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna be lazy again. <laughs> And sure now, she's my lazy kid. Oh, <laughs> <She's Aww. like, laughs> And <she's> like, what? <laughs> it, w- it was a Monday to Friday thing versus a weekend thing.
0: Ha <laughs> uh-huh, there it was. See, that's also been the slip up with me. So I have definitely put the kids down for sure. Like, okay, Monday through Friday, we're doing it. But if mom's really tired on that Sunday, it might just be until like two or three before I get back to you on that. Um, oh, we'll so just cool. hold on to good old huggies. But it's one of those things where I... I completely attest to this idea of, you know, letting go of that old structure, letting go of that old uh, code, it doesn't serve us anymore. So if it doesn't serve us, then we need to rewrite it. And so this is the part where, you know, rebooting really takes form and takes shape is where do we go from there? And how do we know that it works? We don't because we keep testing, we're in beta, we're in constant beta for a while until we start figuring out what source code serves us better than others.
2: That's good. I'm. Oh, I'm going to trademark that. I'm going to steal that from <laughs> constant data. <laughs> that might appear on my social feed, okay? I'll give you credit, though. Okay. <laughs> that's I'm good. I'm for it. I love it. <laughs> I,
0: I can talk code analogy all day. No, it's my love look, language
2: good ones. You really should copyright them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely holding on to some of these for sure. Um, but yes, I definitely just kind of, I really relate to a lot of the things that you're saying in in regards to wanting to um, you know reboot and what that looks like for any other person out there in the creative and tech industries. But I also want to really commend you because I know that's really hard to talk about the things that failed. And for us as women, failure, we take, we, prog- we completely program and process failure much differently than our Male counterparts. Um, I will say for women, we process failure as a, a more of an, an emotional attachment, something that we have to really drop and release in, in in order to pick back up again for ourselves. Um, and whereas for men, it's not a thing, okay. We did it, we yeah. done it, we yeah. can move on. Sometimes that can be to our advantage, and sometimes that can be to our disadvantage the way that we process failure. But I think it's really important that you acknowledge areas where it was not working or serving you in some way. You decided to. Change that script, change that code, interchange to fill in the holes and yeah. the gaps, and um, with something else that will work. And that created, you know, Zip Launch. That created, um, Godzilla. This is like, now, do you say Godzilla like, you know, like with with emphasis, like Godzilla? Like, do you, do you, do you
2: <laughs> I you know what? I will now. <laughs> now that I heard, I might actually have like, you might have you like give me an MP3 of that. That was good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just feel like every time, I, every time you say no. it, I'm
2: like, I need to say it with that emphasis, like no. that anime
0: feel. I'm a huge anime fan, so yeah. Um, well,
2: yeah, you and my daughters. I thought I was, I was a creative, but I realized I was, I was too one dimensional. I didn't do the audio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just love, I love that name, and I love the the meaning behind that in regards to spreading and branching out as much as you have. So again, taking the things that you have learned and pivoting, going from corporate to starting up your own tech startup. Making it sick making it. Now I'm not. I don't think it grew to that. You helped make that a six-figure business. So taking that ownership and that pride and that resignation and understanding that's part of your story that you can now leave with other people, or you can use that in a way to encourage other people. Um, those are the things that really kind of resonate with me when we talk about rebooting, because when we reboot, it just really kind of rechanges the game it changes the way that we play it changes the way that we want to reach to the next level and so i'm hoping that more people are understanding and listening range of hearing your stories and hearing your failures and your triumphs that they better understand that i can change the game for myself too
2: wow that girl crush just got heavier <laughs> you're you're both really gracious but like i i really i really enjoy your podcast so this is like my Oprah moment, right? I'm like, wow, I pinched myself. Um, Cause you're, you're both really insightful, but you also drop like, you have really different ways to look at something, but, and you know, very different angles, which adds value for, to me as both a listener and now as a, you know, a very fortunate participant. Um, but I, I think oftentimes, you know, I read, I have like literally four business books by my bedside. But they are very like really I'm more black and white, you know, there's no gray. And I do think, especially since 2020, I I had the podcast. Men, podcasting was mental health for me, um, more so than than like, how do I build a successful business? How do I build a brand? Um, and I think I think you need a combination, because I think sometimes, I'm gonna genderize this again. I think as women, and you kind of hit on this, Danielle, we focus too much on. Um, intrinsically the emotional side. Guys could use more of that. We'd have a safer world if men were more emotional, and thought about that. But on the flip side, you know, you you I really believe taking action uh, and this really came up with the your bonus episode that I really enjoyed when you were talking to Shonda about manifesting. Because I feel like rebooting is just manifesting, but like you know, rebooting is soft, genteel sorry manifesting is soft and genteel rebooting is like hard like you you've got to make this happen you can't just wish hope dream it you you have to like it might be due tomorrow right something urgent happened you need to reciprocate appropriately and i feel like taking action is the first step because it can take a lot longer to fix your head to yeah, change the emotions to feel happier. <laughs> For me, it's chocolate. I, I, I'm an emotional eater. So I, I find ways to short circuit the the healing process, the code. But seriously, I mean, one of the, one of the books I really love that talks about the, they studied what makes people successful. It's, everyone wants to know that, right? How do I become successful? And as moms, how do I raise a successful child? And I don't know if the book called Grit by Angela Lee Duckworth has come up. But I mean, her book really, they showed, they studied like it's not age, race, gender, income, school, you know, all those isms. It really boiled down to do you quit before you finish? If you don't, you have grit and persistence, you know, or the other word is like the marshmallow test, right? You know, you get two marshmallows if you uh, forfeit having mm-hmm. one now right so both my kids i'm like i literally from my kids i'm like have a marshmallow test like i've really <laughs> done that so my eldest kid told the youngest daughter like she she kind of like she uh it wasn't a complete test because she kind of ruined the beta but anyway the point <laughs> being is like you you need to just take action because mm-hmm. it's like when you mentally feel upset and you go for a walk you already feel better the same mm-hmm. stuff is there but physically changing the environment moving your body doing something like taking a baby step towards the mile-long marathon you have to run, that is faster and easier than trying to fix the emotions. So that's where I feel like sometimes we do have to take a playbook from the men without forgetting that we're Mm -hmm. women. We're wired I think we're wired differently for the most part. I don't want to not be who I am, Mm -hmm. but I I need to drop I need to drop the emotional stuff instead of focus on action.
0: I love that. Wow. That is so, so incredibly profound. I absolutely love that. And it is like more of the kinesthetics of how we, of how elements are bonded in this for women that creates that emotional um, response that we have um, versus our male counterparts. And I think that is that is also something that we should not necessarily detain or distrain or downgrade in any way, shape, or form. We can really use that as a superpower in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I still think that that is something that we have to actually accept and understand. That's part of our. That's part of our uh, makeup, right? Yeah, yeah. We we'll talk. Uh, we'll go a little bit deeper into that. You know that HTML markup. That markup will always be there. <laughs>
2: it will never go away. We're oh good. <laughs> <laughs> what, what number are we are now? I I've lost count. <laughs> That
0: markup will never go away. We are we are who we are. Those are the things. Those are the, the principles that make us unique. However, uh, we do have the ability to alter that kinesthetic. We do have that ability to uh, shape it in a way that actually um, continues to benefit us and our lineage. So I think it's really important that you know we always think about that, having that as our as a core focus. Thank you for bringing that up because I think that more of us need to hear that. Um, we don't hear that enough in our circles and our friends and our family sometimes. And I think that's really important that we continue to speak those words to each other um, because that does help us define better who we want to be and, how, and where we want to go. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I think I have one more question and then I'm, gonna, I'm I'm done after that. And then Cicely can totally like take over with our uh, qu- flash questionnaire. Um, so we always kind of round up things. We always ask this question to all of our guests, which is what did you want to be? When uh when you were a kid, what did you want to be growing
2: up? And then how is that if
0: it is related to what you do now?
2: I really wanted to be a teacher. Um, but in all fairness, when you're a kid, you know, the only person you're really exposed to beyond your mom and your dad is the teacher, right? So whether that was something innate or something profound, because my grandfather was a, you know, prairie school teacher, <laughs> and that kind of distilled down to my my aunts and to me again. The older I get, the more I really think like it's, it's nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'll never forget this, I really struggled throughout school. Uh, whatever the class average was, usually B, I was below it. <laughs> so there is no brain, there's no, no brainiac here. When I say taking action, like I just, you know, I'm a marathoner. I will not win any races. I just don't quit. Right. that That is that I'm a worker bee. Girlfriend's a worker bee. So the point being is, um, I struggled throughout school, my teachers told my mom, don't expect great things from her. <laughs> it was really like, <laughs> I thought you liked me, I was quite devastated. Um, but you know, in a way that kind of pushes me to, I'll show you, right? Like, like people always say use positive energy, negative fueling for me is actually quite positive as well. I turn it into positive um, action. And I'll never forget, I was 18 and I thought, I want to work for myself because I'm hardworking and I'm good with people. The word entrepreneur was not in my vocabulary, nor do I think it was even in the common vernacular because this was last millennium. So ironically, my dad's side of the family, uh, my Caribbean stock, we come from entrepreneurs. So I really have become a living hybrid of teaching via business and a business that teaches. Wow, wow Cicely, this is so cool.
0: <laughs> I'm just like, this is like totally ideal to um, just affirming again, that there's more of us out there. We're not the only ones um, in this total alien sense. But it's one of those also moments where it's it's so encouraging, inspiring to know that Regardless of where you are in that plane, whether you are um, starting or in the middle or wrapping up or you feel like you're toward the end there, there is still a common theme of um, the next, whatever the next is, the next thing, the next dot, dot, dot. And I think that's so cool that even as a kid, you kind of kind of had that connection of, you know, infinite possibilities, right? We talk about that all the time. We talk about, you know, data and it being this infinite thing. And here you are already embedded with a certain set of data and already taking that, analyzing it as a kid and saying, you know what, dot, 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 I can do the next thing. Um, I yeah. could do something different um, than, than what was already kind of brought to me. And I totally relate to that as a third generation entrepreneur. I completely relate to that story of of the dot, dot, dot. You know, it's not it's not written yet. Therefore, I can write it. Um, It's not written yet. Therefore, my kids can write it. It's not written yet. But the next woman who's similar to my story or similar to my past can write that next chapter. It's total Hobbit like Lord of the Rings moment. Like, (laughs) Bilbo just... Bilbo oh, you had me at, at the end of the rings.
2: <laughs> it's over. We're officially, you're my second wife. Thank you. my <laughs> first wife. My second spouse, my first wife. You know what? We don't need a wife. Everyone needs a wife. I, I don't need a husband. I need Every- a wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was definitely,
0: that's, that's, that's Cicely's. Cicely's the second right there. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know that, that your part in this is only one piece of the full puzzle. I know that my this paragraph of text is going to only be one section of the larger website or the larger program or the larger um, story of this. So it's just kind of understanding, not to say that, you know, you're defined to that spot. It's just saying that there's so much more. There's so much more to the tale. There's so much more to the story. And allowing yourself to just encrypt yourself into that one part is, is doing that, whatever that is, very well. Um, so for women in tech and women creatives, I hope that's really, really encouraging you to just etch your piece of code and be proud of that damn piece of code and be so honorable about that code and flash that to everybody in the world about that piece of code. (laughs) And then allow someone else to continue on the things that you have built. Um, I think that's the most honorable thing that we could do. So I love this conversation. I was like, deep down. I'm like, don't cry.
2: Don't cry. <laughs> uh, this is so cool. I'm so glad we got to talk today. This has
0: been so magical.
2: But I want to make sure—is am I allowed, ladies? I, I want to get your permission. Can I get like a screenshot? Because I, 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 this is like going up <laughs> on my my screensaver, <laughs> and and I would share in social media. If I and I obviously tag people. Is that okay?
0: Totally. That's perfectly uh, fine.
2: Okay, yeah, well, we encourage I'm, it. I'm screenshotting you. <laughs> well, you know, you never know. I never want to be offensive to anyone, but um. Yeah, I'll take it. We appreciate
1: seat. you asking.
2: Yeah, you know, it's, uh... okay, thank you. I'm going to stop there.
1: <laughs> She's like, okay, one was enough. One screen <laughs> <all enough. laughs> No, was
2: enough. No, no I, no, I was like, you didn't see me. I was like, you were a supermodel. I was like, oh, you did the bundle. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's hilarious.
0: I love it. Yes, I'm so for this. Well, I, again, love this conversation. <laughs> I'm really hoping that, tons of women out there who are listening to this podcast are really getting all the juicy juicies today because um, this definitely hit all the heartstrings for me. I'm super passionate about this type of work, this type of lineage that we can build for ourselves as women in tech and women in creative industries. And I I definitely want to continue that story into the next chapter, into the next episode, into the next season, whatever that lies for um, the More Than Graphics podcast. So again, Sherry, I just want to thank you, like, Thank you, thank you, thank you. And for people who want to know, again, more about you, how to contact you about Zip Launch, because I know there are some women out there that would need to know more information about this. So how can they find and connect with you?
2: Thank you. Uh, Go to ZipLaunchMe.com. And I'm also on social media, right? LinkedIn, Instagram. So Sherry, Sherry with one R. Uh, Elaine.
0: Yay. And we'll be sharing that um, info as well across all of our podcast feed too. Um, but um, I think we're moving on now to our flash questionnaire. So I hope you're ready. <laughs> Give us the uh, first thing
2: that comes to mind as we share these questions with you. <laughs> I'm probably dreading this the most. I'm going to be really, really candid. But if, if Everyone I was, does. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, really? Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> And that's what, like, we love about it the most,
1: too, is that people who are very reserved, normally just the first thing that flies out of your mouth, which is what we want, is what happens. And it's, I promise, oh. it's always good.
2: It's yeah, always good. I, for I have it. no filter. <laughs> like, I, I don't even play poker, thank God, because I have, like, just no, no poker face, no filter.
1: <laughs> it's the ancestors. The ancestors gave us the brows and the eyes and the furrow. It's, we can't help it. Yeah, really yeah, can't. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like if you think back to aunts and grandmothers, it's it's the ancestors. I don't play. I true. All right, so I'll go with the first one here. Maybe if my dog dog starts barking, maybe.
2: Ooh, now I want to see your dog, Cicely. What kind of dog do you have, ma'am?
1: We're leaving her downstairs. I'll show you a picture. Okay, okay.
2: (laughs) I'm not sandbagging. I'm not trying to kill time. Trust me. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So something new that you've learned in the past year
2: as in 2022, uh, I have been learning phenomenal things about how to value your business, They'll put a dollar figure on it. Um, and stuff that they don't teach in business school and stuff that they don't teach in business books, which is how do you grow? You don't make money with your business, you make money when you sell your business. And no one ever gets into a business thinking like that. But I, I feel like this is where I'm going to really gender alpha male list. That kind of Wall Street stuff, no, I'm not there. But I feel like, this, like, like those guys who do those, this is like shark's tank to the next level. And I feel like they're talking a different language. And I don't really want to talk that language, but I want to know enough to understand, like, how do I build, you know what, how do I build a million dollar business, which I was never part of my dream even. Codezilla was for my daughters, because they weren't getting tech education in school. And girls are being left out. And people of color are being left out. So all three, right, all three for my daughters. So now I'm like, you know what, this is important. This is valuable, a valuable service. I want the valuation. How do I build a business that is valued accordingly?
1: Ma'am, what a strong way to start off. I love that. Like we're just all the snaps and the, the claps and all the things. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so your favorite vacation or getaway spot?
2: Didn't I just say I pack up and move? <laughs> okay, so I, I have to give shout outs, shout outs to St. Lucia. My My lineage comes from St. Lucia and that's where I'll actually be in June. Danielle, when you've got your stuff happening, for, this is the first time in because you know Kodzilla would do summer camps when school was closed. I'm going to be spending a large part of June with my family. Haven't seen them pre-COVID, so that's it's uh, called Helen Hel- Helen of the called uh, they called Helen of of the Islands because it's like Helen of Troy. It's a beautiful island. So, my plug to my my second home.
1: That's beautiful. I love that. Sweet snacks or savory snacks?
2: Oh, when I'm PMSing both. <laughs> when I'm PMSing, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. It's insane. I actually was going to create a no lie. I'm an entrepreneur. I was going to actually create um, what I called it called it the PMS pack where we are going to have uh, like a large um, plastic bag full of sweet and savory snacks, and sell like we they're going would be a great seller for like. I bet now, if I was to do that with TikTok and millennial women, I or Gen Y, I guess, I think that would be like honestly a seller. I, I think the PMS pack would be. It's kind of like having the um. What's it called? The what's that monthly box called? Like the gift boxes. I think it's the same idea. I just was ahead of my time for for women who have hormones, <laughs> hormone overload. <laughs>
1: I love that. I can fully see that happening and I would partake and I would buy <laughs> um, Harry Potter or Star Wars.
2: Neither. <laughs> I, I, You know what? Um, can I say E.T.? I, I, like, I like sci-fi that's down to earth. I, and I had a girl crush on Drew Barrymore because um, I, I liked her I hair. It. No other girl had ponytails like me growing up like the frizzy hair curly hair girl in in the, I'm from the prairies which is like you've seen the movie Fargo and you might be too young to know the movie Fargo but <laughs> I live there but just north of there so it was like kind of kind of like wacky people oh, that's <laughs> who awesome. really talk like that but like I it was just a hot mess of a, of a you know braces glasses and frizzy hair so Drew Barrymore oh. was like when I looked kept Drew Barrymore was like she was like my my Rachel haircut, right? Of I never watched Friends in my entire life. I'm very <laughs> proud of that, but I I know about the Rachel haircut. Drew Barrymore was my my hair crush, so you know he was E. T. Right? What was not to love?
1: <laughs> I know is So cute. I love that. I'm, I'm, that's like an outlier. It's the first time we've ever had an outlier like that. So I like that. Do you prefer digital books or physical
2: books? Physical, analog, all the way.
1: Always for me. Yeah. If my you could eyes go eyes back hurt. in time. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. So, like
2: my my. I have like new glasses, and I still can't like. <laughs> and you know what? It's yeah. It hurts my eyes. I need to.
1: <laughs> oh, it's uh, glasses. I should be wearing glasses, but
2: here we are. Here we are. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment.
1: It's the it's the ring light. I Always like. Laugh. I tell Danielle it's the ring light. I can't be having the reflection because then right. I go blind to so see. I have the reflection. <laughs> you know. I just I let it go. I let it go absolutely well i appreciate the grace thank you <laughs> um if you could go back in time where would you go and whom would you see
2: that's a great question and uh, i really do like history so that feels like a really yeah you know, like anything's possible but i also People talk about the good old days. I'm always like, for whom? <laughs> because they weren't good for me, right? So I'm like, no, no, no. I, 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 I actually very honest. I tell, especially younger women, and I'm in Canada, I'm not in the U.S. I am so grateful. I am Canadian-born and a woman of Black heritage living in this time and era, right? Like I don't, I don't mince. Um, so I honestly am grateful for now. But I think if I was to go back, it would be probably fairly contemporary and to meet someone who I admired. And I would probably meet like Anita Roddick, who's the founder of The Body Shop, before it got sold out. But I've got two of her books by my bedside. She is like, she was groundbreaking. She was like contemporary of Ben and Jerry's and uh, what's his name, that virgin, Richard Branson. But she because she died prematurely of cancer she doesn't get the you know pre-social media she doesn't get the accolades she deserves but she was doing fair trade and environmentally friendly um, and women's rights and she was a working mom and for a period she was a single mom because her husband was like traveling the world like she was ahead of her time but no one knows about her and the body shop was was bought out so it's not the same kind of company but it really like even my mom was saying how cool it was at the time and I feel like we need more of that, and more women like like she was. She was fierce. She was a fighter, and I feel like she'd be a woman who, just being like in her aura for for a few hours, I would leave being like, yes, I.
1: I think that's such a great answer. And like you said, it's very interesting to see, like people who straddle generations, how we can see like so many things that happened before social media that don't get the recognition or people who don't have the clout now simply because the masses can't, you know, it can't be seen by the masses. So I think that's such a great point. Um, What are your love languages or love language?
2: I don't know what that means. I don't think I'm hip enough to know what that means. Is <laughs> that like something. talk dirty to me? Like talk dirty to Ma'am. me? Well, I mean, it could be. <laughs> well,
1: here in um, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure he's an American-born psychologist, but um there was this whole theory of coming up with love languages as a way of communication. So, and I, there's five of them and I can never remember <laughs> all five. Always like, about one.
2: I really, really don't know if my marriage will survive COVID. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let's get through that first. Then we can focus. <laughs> this might help.
1: See, it <laughs> might help. It
2: might. <laughs> no, you know what? There's, there's a reason, there's a reason I'm watching Korean soap operas because I've discovered <laughs> So you have to watch. I got tired of like flashing boobies on like Game of Thrones. Like girlfriend, you're gonna catch a cold. Put that away. <laughs> like I don't mind the bare chests of the men, but you know the moral of the story is the cultures where they can't be too overt. So I've I've been I've been traveling through because of COVID. I've been traveling to Turkey, uh, you know, South India, Pakistan, Korea. Now is my thing. Before the people were into awesome. Korea, Squid. What's it? Squid Games. I was already into Korea, but these. Cultures, they're a little bit more reserved. So they know how to make lusty eyes. There's no language happening, Cecily. <laughs> All with the eyes. And I there's there's a I fine art. I figured out the the like the framework. Usually by episode eight, you might get a kiss on the cheek and she acts shocked. Ooh. It's like, who? <laughs> <laughs> you got to like 0. 0.5 base. But it, it just kind of, Stop. Funny because, yeah. It's <laughs> you have to go to the old-fashioned cultures to get the the lusty eyeballs. No language.
1: <laughs> I love it. She's like, I don't, ma'am. I don't need a language. I've got lusty eyeballs. <laughs> I love that. That is literally the best answer we've ever had. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And last but not least, I know you're gonna have an amazing answer for this one. What is the best part of being a grown up?
2: I own. My time, I own my life. I don't have to answer to uh, family. I I, I am responsible to family and I honor my family. And I'm mature enough to know they did the best they could if they're parents. And to know that I'm doing the best that I can as a parent to my daughters. Um, But, you know, like the miracle of having life. And I said already this time, this era, this part of the world that's just like lucky DNA. Um, Yeah, like, I, I love, I really do love, I love life, maybe not the news, the news is pretty depressing. But I feel so blessed. So I know, like, head is engaged, my heart's engaged, my hands are engaged, life is good. And I have my health, as do my family, my kids, that's number one. So life is good.
1: I love that. That was the sweetest answer I've ever so oh, I ever had. That was. Oh my that's goodness. The sweetest one. It goes right up there. We love that. But that was so sweet. I love that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think thank that's you. like top
0: top three. I think top very very much top three because I I feel like a lot of us don't think about the introspection part until we get you know until we have to get to the introspection part, and I just really appreciate it when we hear that early on. That's so humbling and so cool to hear. So, thank Absolutely. you.
2: Thank you. I have had the best Easter long weekend, <laughs> uh, like pre-COVID, since COVID. Thank you. Thank you both, Danielle. You're you, you are really, you're really special ladies. And this is what I love. You had, I love the episode about tribes and finding your tribe. Mm-hmm. I would never have met you in the real world. We don't live in the same, you know, And this is the miracle of the internet, right? Like, I wish I had this stuff when I was younger and it was kind of hard growing up. I'm like, my people are out there, right? Tech, check, creative, tech, You know, black women, check. Women of color, like, just I just really love how you check so many boxes that one box alone would be really memorable to me. But the fact that you're the whole package, I really want to seriously thank you for doing what you do.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. That is the honest best compliment. Um, While I'm getting a text message at the exact same time, um, I really appreciate that so much. And I really do like sentimentally fangirling. Like when I initially saw that you had signed up, I was like, I know this name. And it's kind of weird that I know this name and this person's actually going to be speaking to us in the joint space. And then, as you continue to share bio and all the things, and I'm like, no, really? (laughs) Like, this is such a cool, um, really, really honest and totally introspective moment for me just to be on the receiving end of this conversation. So, thank you for dropping gems with us. Thank you for being real and sharing your stories. Um, Yeah, these testimonies will definitely live on well past us. So, thank thank you. you.
2: Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, so. And I just have to say, before we um, conclude, that those who can't see, Sherry's curls are popping. Like, she talked about how she, like, got (laughs) dressed up for us. I've been trying to tell you that the whole thing, and I've been getting derailed because I've been thinking about other stuff. But her hair, she has the most beautiful curl pattern, just these lovely, lustrous, bouncy curls. So for those who won't be watching this, um, like, via Facebook, who won't see the live stream, just if you check her out for no other reason, the hair is A1. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Now. You know what? That's really now. kind because I, I was on a podcast with someone else two days ago and I said there are three things in life guaranteed. For everyone else, it's two things. Uh, death and taxes. For Sherry, it's frizz. So you are very <laughs> kind, Cicely, because this was a hair wash day. It'll be A little bit different tomorrow, but I thank you for being so sweet to me today.
1: It'll be bigger (laughs) and even more. It'll be bold and beautiful and big
2: tomorrow. No, you know what? This this is a Zoom effect. This is a Zoom effect because I I can assure you I'm not being modest. (laughs) (laughs) I am not the same woman.
1: I you heard me your first, guys. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love it. But thank you again so much. We, I have had the best time. I know Danielle has as well. And it's just, it's so awesome when we find people that we connect with on this level. And like you said, like, it's part of the reason that we do the podcast and that we continue to do it is because we wish we had had something like this when we were younger, something like this at kind of the start of our career. So thank mm-hmm. you so much for being a part of it.
2: Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much.
0: All right, so uh, thanks everyone for listening to the More Than Graphics podcast. Continue to subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and send us your feedback on Facebook or Twitter on how our life stories and our virtual safe spaces are helping you navigate, empower, or encourage you. And be sure to check out the podcast.com website and subscribe to our emails for exclusive behind-the-scenes moments like Clubhouse, um, (laughs) which you can join us every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, everybody. Bye.